Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hey, mamas, we have a great show for you today. So we got to meet her husband last week, Dr. Elliot Berlin, but now we have Dr. Alyssa Berlin, a family counselor and therapist. Um, she tells us all about her, their practice, um, gives us some great tips through everything that we're all going through, and also gives us a wife's and family's perspective of somebody that's going through COVID. And it's heartbreaking and beautiful, and we love her, and we can't wait for you to hear it. Um, but before we get to that, we want to tell you about each and every, right, Jenna? I love each and every so much. It's my new favorite deodorant. What about you? Me too. And it really works, you guys. It is a gender-inclusive deodorant that's formulated for sensitive skin, made without all the things we don't like, which aluminum, parabens, baking soda, alcohol, and synthetic fragrances. I know. And each and every, this is the best part. So each and every was founded by two women in the beauty industry who were frustrated by the lack of high-quality natural deodorant options. So they created this, and it's amazing. Yeah. So you guys need to try it risk-free with our 30-day money-back guarantee. So you visit eachandevery.com slash mama and use promo code mama for 30% off your first purchase. Yep, that's eachandevery.com slash mama, promo code mama for 30% off your first purchase. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hi, everybody. I'm Jamie. Hi, all. I'm Jenna. And welcome to another episode of Mama Said. Um, how are you, Jenna? I'm good. Yeah. You showered. You worked out. I know. I worked out and I showered. I was held accountable by some Instagram people that reminded me to work you out. You asked today. them to. Yep. So it worked. I had Chris Huvane texting me being like, you're going to work out, right? I love him. I love it. Shout out to Chris. Um, all right. Well, that's a win for you. No? Okay, I'll just go because I have a really funny great okay oh great mommy win (laughs) mommy fail so yes that's a win i did it i worked out i don't like working out so like it's just a big win for me anyway okay get ready for this so we were staying at my parents in malibu which is a good you know 45 minutes away from where we live yeah Um, and we were there for the weekend and we let Milo stay up really late. Like it was like nine 30. He was like going on like a treasure hunt with flashlights with like some of the other kids there. It was adorable. And they were having so much fun. We were like, this is great. Look at him. It's nine 30. Like anyway, new friends. Like he's so happy to like even be in the company of kids. Get back into the house and he flips the out and oh. I, I want to see them again but like it didn't subside at all like it because they're exhausted exhausted after 30 minutes no like he woke up daisy daisy is now by the way we're all staying in one room so it's really hard 
So we woke up Daisy. Daisy's like pissed off and she's, you know, in her pack and play crying. Milo is flipping out, like having this like wild tantrum about needing to go play again when the kids were going to sleep. So I calmly said to Milo and to Neil, I said, look, we're going to, we're going to drive home if this is going to, you know, keep happening. Like, we're just going to drive home. Like it's been an hour of you crying and it hasn't stopped. Like, I think you need to go home. We couldn't calm him down. So we were like, let's do it. Let's keep our promise. Let's keep our word. Like, this is like, this is our moment. This is our moment. Milo got, um, Neil got Milo in the car. They drove home 45 minutes. It was at this point, probably 1030 at night. Okay. I'm putting Daisy to bed again. Um, Neil gets home and we had a handyman there. And the handyman must have pushed the inside lock, which we've never done before in the inside of the door. And Neil got locked out. So now it's like 11, 15, 11, you know, 20. He's trying to make this, Milo fell asleep in the car. He can't get into the house. So now he has to put Milo back in the car. He's so pissed and drive all the way back to Malibu. So as we get back in, as he pulls back into Malibu and goes, Oh, great. I thought we were going home. I guess I'm back in Malibu. And ah. Sam goes right to bed. And then we wake up in the next morning. And so everything we wanted to achieve was like thrown out the fucking window. Ugh, that sucks. But you know what? It's fucking shame on us. Every time I say I'm going to be the cool mom, let both stay up and hang out. Oh. He's not the kid that will go to bed chill. No. The later he stays up, the more of an asshole he is. Yep. And it sucks. And it's yeah. shame on us. It's exactly. shame on us for trying to be cool. It's by not the way, I'll perfect. never do that again. Never. never, never. But I'm kind of proud that we. Stuck I'm very with it. proud that you stuck with it, even though it, like fucking backfired in our faces. It's fine. I'm just really grateful that it was Neil and not you. Me too. Me too. <laughs> okay, what about uh, you? Uh, all right, for me, I don't know. I just don't want to play with my kids anymore. Yeah, me neither. I don't want to play with them. I don't, I don't want to do it. it. I just want to play with my friends. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to hang out with them that much anymore. Yeah. So uh, my mom came, which was a nice thing. Oh my God, that's right. But get this. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. So she came from New York, right? Yeah. New York is doing amazing COVID-wise, right? Yeah. So now, you know, they're enforcing that you have to quarantine for 14 days if you've traveled to California, Arizona, or Florida. Okay. So I was wondering how they were going to do this. My mother is called Daly from Albany, from the capital of New York, multiple times a day to check that she's home. Wow. They knew her flight info. So when she got to the house, even though it was 11 p.m., they called and said, "Um, here are your rules. You are only allowed in your backyard. Only your husband is allowed in your home. You cannot walk around your neighborhood, mask or not, for the yeah. next 14 days. Yeah. We will call you randomly every day at different times to ensure that you're home. Wow. And someone will come and check on you at some point. You cannot have a cleaning lady. Your, your grandchildren cannot yeah. come. And it will be a $10,000 fine. Shit, good for them. But also, like, is this really, like... But- I think that's, I think that's, I think, I'm sorry. Like that's intense. No, I I get it. I totally get it. It's just intense. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. 
it's the only way to stop the spread. Yeah. And my dad was going to come here and now he's like, I'm not like, I, I, cause I'll break the rule. Yeah. He, he can't listen to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, wait, I just, Oh my God. That's it. That's crazy. Um, But anyway, I love my kids. I just don't want to play with them. We are going to be right back with Dr. Alyssa Berlin to talk about um, the anxiousness, the emotional fluctuation during pregnancy, postpartum. She's an incredible doctor that specializes in all of this and all the complex issues that arise. Um, She works with couples. She works with moms. She's amazing. We had her husband, Dr. Elliot Berlin, on the show. We can't wait for you to hear from her. So we will be right back. What does 2020 mean for small businesses? You have to do more with less. And suddenly every single hire is super, super critical, but there are really few resources to find the right people. So Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you complete full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. Yep. And uh, you only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time. There are no long-term contracts. And with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Yep. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash podcast. This is their best offer available anywhere. Yep. So go right now, you guys. Go to Indeed.com slash podcast and enjoy. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Martha Stewart. Yes, Miss Calm herself just released a new CBD product line to help you channel your inner Martha, no matter what bumps life throws your way. Yeah. So anything Martha does, I will do just FYI. So after three decades, Martha Stewart isn't just the undisputed expert in better living. She's also the definition of calm and collected. Yes. And if you haven't worked into your CBD, into your wellness routine, now is the time to start. We can trust Martha. She just released the absolute best tasting CBD you will ever try at a really reasonable price. I know. So I tried it yesterday and it is so good. Like the oils, the, the, just everything is amazing. And yeah. she really has something for everyone from like Meyer lemon or yes. blood orange oil drops. Have you tried yours? Yes. The berry medley gummies. Delicioso. So good. Join us mamas and find your inner Martha with Martha Stewart's new line of CBD from Canopy Growth. Head to mamasaid.marthastewartcbd.com and use the discount code MAMA15 for 15% off. Yep. So you guys, you have to head to mamasaid.marthastewartcbd.com and use the discount code MAMA15 for 15% off. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Our guest today is a clinical psychologist specializing in pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. She is the creator of the Afterbirth Plan Workshop, a program that prepares couples for what to expect after baby is born and how to prepare for a physically and emotionally healthy postpartum transition for the whole family. What a gift. She's also a labor support doula and a mother of four. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Alyssa Berlin. Thank Hi, you ladies. so much. Hi. Hi, Dr. Hi. Berlin. Hey, Jenna. Um, so we had your lovely husband on, um, and I just think, um, what a special and beautiful thing that you've devoted your entire practice, um, 
to mainly focusing on, on women and, and their journey with giving birth. Um, I think it's, it's, it's just um, that type of support. Like I, I've said multiple times when he was on, and I've talked to Jenna too, I, I wish I knew about your, your, um, the support that you can give during both of my pregnancies, because I know a lot of things could have gone a lot better. Um, but I think, you know, talking about, you know, all of the anxiousness and, and all the things that come on, you know, when you're pregnant and especially postpartum, you know, so many, so many women, myself included, can feel like we might be the only ones that are feeling this. I remember I even felt feelings like maybe I'm a bad mom. Um, and then I can imagine how much it's amplified now during COVID. Um, so in covering this, I would love to maybe just start talking about like, what are the specific, um, challenges or I don't know how you would phrase it, things that women face and, and what you treat right now. So maybe certain women could know or feel like, oh, this might be me. Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, thank you ladies for doing this because you know the message I consistently get from women that I work with and families that I work with is that there's not enough awareness out there and there's not enough people willing to have the conversation, right? So even Jamie, as we started where you're like, hey, I'll lay it all out there in terms of how I'm feeling. Yeah. I feel like the more we can just be real for women and for families, the better off we all are. Um, you know, so I, I, I ideally, I'm a big fan of prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ideally, you know, you mentioned the afterbirth plan workshop. I, I created it for couples to take during pregnancy. Because I'm a big believer in you don't have to step in it to step out of it. And Mm -hmm. if we could help people know what's coming down the pike, prepare accordingly, prevent a lot of the struggles that we see in the pregnancy postpartum period, like all the better. Um, But we know that that's not always the case, right? And, And that, you know, that having a baby is one of the top 10 stressors that we experience in our lives. Um, And so I work with women and couples and families in the postpartum period to address normal adjustment issues, Mm -hmm. um, you know, struggles that come up with that, and then um, treating the whole gamut of what we used to call postpartum depression that now we refer to as, you ready for this, perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So we didn't get more succinct, but we got a whole lot more accurate. Right. So you, so they're more specific because you said disorders, that's plural. So there's multiple variations of it. Yeah. So what we know is, is that postpartum depression is just a piece of a much bigger puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that it could start during pregnancy, anytime from conception all the way through that first year of life. That's what perinatal means. Right. And then, yes, it is. It's mood and anxiety disorders. So, you know, in the same way that we talk about no woman should suffer when she has a baby. I'm a big believer that no woman should suffer in the postpartum period. And so that's, yeah. that's a lot of, of, you know, kind of who I work with and some of the things that I try to help mitigate or, or just, you know, ease that process and make it more enjoyable. What, what are, sorry, Jenna, go ahead. I was going to say, um, are a lot of women surprised? Do they come in and say, I'm really surprised I'm feeling this way during pregnancy. I thought I would, you know, I thought I was maternal and I thought, you know, I was going to love pregnancy and here I am having these dark thoughts during my pregnancy. Are there a lot of women who are just shocked about the way they feel during and post? Um, and then 
also, I have another question. Um, do, well, let's answer that one first. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting, and I feel like it runs the gamut. I feel like it runs the gamut oftentimes based on prior history. If it's someone who's had a prior struggle with depression or anxiety, Mm -hmm. then oftentimes they're very alert and aware, and the concern is what's going to be in the postpartum period? Is it going to be worse? Is it going to be better? What's going to happen? Rarely are people worried about it getting better. So they're worried that will it come back and will it be worse kind of vibe. Um, You know, I think. I think a lot of people are surprised because there's nothing about what Instagram would have you believe in terms of pregnancy right. and postpartum that says this is hard, right? Like the pictures are always of women caressing their bellies and looking gorgeous and, you know, caressing their newborn babies as if like they just wake up and whoever heard of morning breath and whoever heard of spit yeah. up. And it's just like these glorious golden moments that when that's not the case, it's oftentimes like, wait, what's wrong with me? Like if this is the way it's supposed to be and it's what's natural, quote unquote, what's wrong with me? Um, So that's where that surprise can come in very often. Right. Another interesting thing is for women who feel like, you know what? I conquered pregnancy. Like pregnancy was golden and I had my stuff together and I was prepared. Mm -hmm. They're often very surprised. Wait, what happened postpartum? Like I thought I had this. Yes. And postpartum didn't follow suit, if you will. Yes. And then a lot of it, a lot of the times it's the opposite too. I mean, I know someone very, very close to me who had a terrible pregnancy mentally right. and, right. and they thought that, you know, she was like, something is off. I, I am, I am, I have never felt this way mentally before. And, you know, it was very hard to watch. Um, after the, after the baby, after she gave birth to the baby, everything was okay. Right. Um, it was almost as if, mentally, like she gave birth and like everything was rainbows again. Well, that leads me to one of my questions because I imagine, and to add to this, please, or tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong, like the things that could spark these, these differences or these changes in women that they might not be used to is one, yes, it could be like, oh, the expectations, not living up to the expectations that you thought. And that was a lot for me was like, oh, I'm not good at this. Wait, what? This is hard. I'm not enjoying this. I love my baby. I won't want to be near it right now. Like I never knew that that was okay to feel or normal Mm. to feel. Right. Um, But then I also imagine it's hormones. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, lifestyle change. I mean, like all of those things. And then then even them all combined, right? So sometimes it could – because – for me, I know when my doctor was telling me like, Jamie, this is a lot of your hormones talking or this is, this is it made me feel better because it, it took the blame off of myself or it made me just more gentle with myself because yeah. I realized like, you know, this is, this is, this is something that I can't actually control right now. And maybe if the more I relaxed or eased my needing to control it, it got easier, if that makes sense. No, and it does make sense. And what I liked, you know, I I mean, everything that you said was so poignant and and so meaningful in terms of that experience. I want to focus on a couple of things, right? One is blame, right? Hormones, lifestyle, whatever it is, it's not your fault, right? Mm -hmm. And the more we can share with women that this isn't you, you're not to blame. It's not a blame game kind of vibe the better off it is because it creates more opportunity, like you said, to be softer with yourself, 
to let yourself off the hook, and then to seek out whatever it is that you need. Um, Postpartum Support International is a wonderful, wonderful organization. And, you know, they coined what they refer to as their universal message, which is you're not alone. You're not to blame. Right. And with help, you will be well. And I feel like that's the message more than anything that we want to get out to women. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not alone. Other people have felt this way. Right. Other people have walked that path and they do get better. Yeah. There's nothing that you did. It's not if you just coulda, woulda, shoulda, birthed, eaten, done differently, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, this is just how your body is responding to the experience, right? right? And, and it is totally, totally treatable. So removing blame, I think, from the get-go is, is tremendous. Now, hormones are real, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I'll describe COVID now very similar to how I describe postpartum and how I describe hormones. <laughs> which is that all three of them are like this giant fuel tank, just ready to add energy and intensity to whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So it's like, why do we get so upset when it's like, oh, she's PMSing? Why? Because you're completely invalidating the thing that's bothering me. Mm. Yes, the fact that I'm PMSing might make it that much bigger. I might not normally respond as big or as, you know, be as irritated by it. Right. But there's still a kernel of something that was bothersome. Mm-hmm. And if we can create space for both, right, yes. it can be really validating. Yeah. Same thing with postpartum hormones. They're just making things feel bigger and more pronounced. Right. But it doesn't mean that the feelings aren't valid. Tremendously. Real. And that's, yeah. that's a big thing that my husband and I have in our conversations <laughs> because I'm like, because he'll be like, are you about to get your period? I'm like, right. it doesn't matter. Right. Right? Like what I'm feeling right now is very real to me. And whether you can see it or not, like you have, you have to honor, like you have to see that and you have to accept the fact that this feels real for me and it, and it doesn't feel good. And I think like giving yourself that permission, especially a young new mom, I mean, you can have people tell you this to your blue in the face, but I'm sure you like can say that unless, until you experience it, you really don't know. It's almost like when you're experiencing it. I feel like, but to have, to have, so how can a woman have like, are there clues or there's, how can a woman know that maybe like, cause I love what you said. You don't have to get in it to get out of it. Like how can a woman prepare herself or protect herself from getting in it? Totally. Ah, now you're talking my language, but, but Jamie, in case your hubby is listening kind of vibe, right? Right. PMS means kid gloves. It means you lean in and you're softer and we're more understanding because someone's going through something. We don't minimize or undermine it. Right. And that's the same on the postpartum side. So, you know, we'll throw that out there. Um, (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) That's right. Um, that, that was really where the afterbirth plan workshop came up for me because, you know, Elliot and I, we have four kids. We live out here in Los Angeles. Um, no family. We're both East Coasters. Yeah. Um, we both came out here because I did my postdoc training and then we stayed because how do you leave sunny LA? Um, yeah. But it was a lot of, it, it was totally having kids on our own. And it was really after baby number two that I'm like, come on, there's got to be something out there. There's got to be something that helps prepare women and couples for what's coming. 
yeah. right? So that whole notion of like, well, babies don't come with a, you know, a manual. So just jump in. I'm like, BS, there's got to be stuff out there. And it's funny because I grabbed my birth doula and I dragged her with me to Colorado to do some extra training, um, you know, and that was really the precipita- the precipitous behind doing the workshop of, I am going to start this movement and I'm going to work with couples in that second trimester and I'm going to help them start to identify what it is that we need to know. And if you spend enough time talking to postpartum couples, right, the way I do in my practice, the pitfalls start to become more predictable. Mm. And the more we can predict them, the more we can prevent them. And so it's very much about sharing and helping couples be ready for what those pitfalls are, how do you know, strengthen their connection with each other so that when the stress hits, it's not hitting them from behind. But it's like, right. Oh, yeah. Alyssa totally talked about this. And we've got this. Right. You know, so that's a lot of it. I think that's so important that you do a lot of couple work. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people just focus so much on the baby and, Mm -hmm. you know, before baby, after baby, the woman, the woman, but what we're forgetting to do is focus on the relationship. And I think that's a big part of it, which trickles into, you know, if the relationship's not good, then it might, you know, create some sort of postpartum. Totally. Um, And so that's really, I feel like that's really important. I wish that I took a couple, you know, classes and courses and sessions with you with both of my kids. And I know it's not too late, you know, I was going to say, <laughs> I can still come in and I will. Yeah. And I think it's so important. And I'm like, definitely like couples therapy all the way, not yeah. ashamed. I think it's beautiful and important for everyone. Um, but that's, I think that's such an important thing that you, that you tackle yeah. as a part of it. And I Thank also you. wanted to ask you if, um, you know, before we started recording, you said, oof, I was really, I've been really busy because, you know, <laughs> COVID and postpartum and these people coming in, what has it been like with COVID and postpartum depression? Yeah, absolutely. And and Jenna, to speak to some of the things that you talked about, you know, first of all, that that focus on baby, I call it the baby vortex, right? We become so myopic and so focused on the baby that we lose sight of each other. Mm-hmm. And, and that's problematic for a lot of different reasons. You know, first of all, I'm a big believer that our capacity to parent comes from our ability to partner. So how we are with our partner will be a direct, well, has a direct relationship to how we are as parents. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting because when I think about relationships, I think about walking up a down escalator. So think about it. You put in a little bit of effort, you'll make some headway. You put in more effort, you'll make more headway. Maybe even get to the top. But then typically, the second you stop climbing, that escalator is all too happy to just naturally bring you down. Mm. right? Think about it in a relationship. Put in a little bit of effort. You'll have some closeness. Put in more effort. Hopefully, you'll have a deeper connection. The second you stop climbing, that escalator is just naturally bringing you down and farther apart. Hmm. And gosh, wouldn't you know it? Having a baby speeds up that escalator. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. Right? And compounded with each ch- child that we bring into the, into the fold, right? So it sounds right. So you guys each have two. Yeah, and, and we know, and for a lot of people, we haven't really addressed that connection or re-solidified our connection before we bring baby two or three or four into the mix. And then we turn around and we're like, wait, what happened? Where'd you go? Yeah. You know, but it's like, this isn't what I signed on for. Right. Um, 
So you bef- bef- before you get into the COVID too, sure. I just want to ask, what are, what are those pitfalls you were talking yeah. about? What are those things to recognize? Because I think, for, especially for women, I mean, I have a couple of friends that are pregnant right now that are due soon that I, I know could really benefit from kind of, you know, if they don't have access to you or somebody like you, you know, that they, and they can ask their, their spouse to be responsible as well to recognize, because I think sometimes as a woman, when you're in the throes of it too, it could help to have your partner that might not be as tired or as physically wiped out as you to be like, oh, hey, this is, this might be a thing and let's, you know, maybe absolutely not be so scared of it. Yeah. And I'm a big believer of postpartum and whether it's general postpartum and we want to be careful to separate like a normal postpartum adjustment from postpartum illnesses, right? And that gives people a lot of latitude and space to find their way in a normal new experience. But very often when there is a disorder or a struggle, it is going to be the partner that's going to notice it first. Because yes, when we're in it, it's hard to have perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and that's why for me, first of all, postpartum, you know, again, whether it's the process or the disorders, it's a family experience. Yes. And if there is a postpartum disorder, it's a family issue and we need to address it as such. Um, That's why the workshops also, they're geared towards couples because we're in this together. We want to parent together. We want to safeguard our relationship together. So some of those pitfalls that I typically see, um, the first one is, is we forget to have fun. We get so bogged down and especially right in 2020 and our very type A personality that we get very serious and we got to get the work done and we have to get everything, you know, we have to make sure everything happens that we forget to take a step back and enjoy. Mm. Now, oh, you're like speaking to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's keep talking, right? Yes. Um, but, but yeah, or Jamie, maybe you want to speak to that. Tell no, to I actually just said to my therapist today, I said, I feel like every day is just checking off the list. Yes. And then I wake up the next day and I did it. And then I look back a week, a month later, and I'm like, where have I gone? Right. Yeah. What, what, where am I going? It's just, I feel like I'm in a washing machine and it's just, like, okay. yeah. yeah. And it's not even the great, it's, yeah, it's that. And also just like, I'm, I'm accomplishing these things for my sure. dream, but I'm not accomplishing anything. Does that right. make sense? No, it really does. And you talk about the washing machine. You know, I, I call it the COVID, you know, treadmill of that yeah. feeling of like, we just would go, we get to the end and we mm-hmm. just repeat. But I felt that prior to COVID too, at times yeah. in my life right. for sure too, when I haven't had any thing, maybe I wasn't have working as much or sure. f- fulfilling any passions of mine or even understanding if I had another passion to fulfill that, that a lot of moms can fall into of just like the do, do, do list for the kids and the family. And then it's, and then you get depressed. Tremendously. And especially because nothing is going to call a woman's identity, identity more into question than having a baby. Mm. Right. And, and there's kind of like this process where in the beginning it's like, okay, I'm mom. And you know, it's almost like, you know, those like, um, those things where you can scroll through emojis and like whatever one you're scrolling on, like that one is bigger. Yeah. Right. So it's almost like when you become a mom, like that mom emoji gets huge. Yeah. It's that feeling of like, okay, well I can only be a mom. That was our first show was who am I now that I'm a mom. That's so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go back and re-listen to it because very (laughs) much so, right. It's that feeling of, and am I allowed to be anything else? Mm -hmm. Right. Because this is supposed to again, quote unquote, be my most important. And it's not until our babies get a little older that we take that step back and we say, okay, wait a second. Uh, can I allow these other parts of me to come back into focus? Gosh, 
I don't think it was until after baby number two came along that I could really figure out how to be a mom and run a household. Because right. that feeling was like, oh my gosh, if you're awake, right? Little baby number one, Yosef, if you're awake, I should be entertaining you. I should be stimulating you. I should just be with you 24-7. How do I get dinner on the table? Where is there a second to do that? And he wasn't a napper. He'd lay down for 20 minutes and he'd jump back up and we're like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Right? right? And it wasn't until, you know, my second came along that it's like, okay, got to take that step back. Got to navigate because, hey, there's now this two-year-old who needs to be fed you know, I mean, forget Ellie, like, you know, fend for yourself, yeah. guy, but, or, or take care of us, however we want to figure yeah. that out. But, but it is, it's a lot. And until yeah. that, you know, professional part of you can come back, the part of you who enjoys hobbies or even says, hey, I'm just going to go do the nails or just do something for myself because it makes me feel good. Yeah. And that awareness that I can have time away from you. Yeah. And that might make me a better mom instead of me schlepping you along everywhere that I go because, well, isn't myth me, with me always just better? No. If I'm going no. shopping at a store, you don't want to be with me. You'd rather be yeah. home playing happily with someone. Yes. You know? So it's like all of these things that we have to figure out and navigate and letting that mom emoji kind of come back into that line and just be one of many different roles and one of many yeah. different hats that we wear. Yeah. And it's hard because moms get in line like threefold when it comes to guilt. Yeah. Jen and I had a conversation really recently with a guest and we brought up the point where like, when did the word selfish become negative? Right? Like, like why can't we, same thing with like confidence. Like totally. Like why, why is that a bad thing? You know, I I, I just, I wish we could figure that out. And that's, I mean, I guess that's like the biggest struggle of a mom is, you know, the mom guilt of it all. Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack you with my own stuff. No, this is great. I think we need to coin a new term that's not selfish and it's not self-care, but that says, you know what? It's okay to take care of yourself. And you know why? Because how could you possibly teach that to a child if you're not modeling it? And when we as a mom are always just doing for our kids, what we're teaching them is you could do for others, but you're not allowed to do for yourself. Yep. Yeah. And that's a terrible message to be perpetuating. Yeah, terrible. Awesome. And I find that when I do give myself those moments, I do have more fun. Yes. Like I'm, it's funny. It's like when I, even if I like, I, I'll let go of the to-do list a little bit more yeah. and, and, and you're, you're just kind of, yeah, you're happier. Yeah. You're happier. Your partner's happier. And like, gosh, darn it. Right. Wouldn't you know it? Your baby is happier because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Yeah. Yeah. And and it's so funny because like my sister and I will talk about it. It's like, I don't think my kids will ever look back and say, you know what? Mommy had the cleanest washboards. Those, those moldings. (laughs) Stunning. (laughs) Never going to notice. Never going to care. Right. Or they'll remember like mommy was just always like so anal about cleaning and like wouldn't hang out whatever. Yeah. Right. All right. So a first one is we forget to have fun. That's right. That's right. And, and, and so often that'll even become a problem because we'll look at our partner with like these dagger eyes, you know, and there's no room for like making mistakes. Guilty. Yeah. Well, and, and, and thankfully <laughs> it was not my scary mom moment and we'll get to that later. Right. <laughs> but like, I could tell you our oldest came home from the hospital or almost came home from the hospital in a towel because Elliot <laughs> went to the baby store and went to get receiving blankets and saw this thing with the hood and said, okay, great brought it back to the hospital and this nurse is like snickering at us from the back from behind like idiot that's a towel it's that's never gonna work to swaddle him you know we're like that's okay so cute. 
Yeah. You know, but like we wore it as like, this is where we started as a mom. So yes, being able to have fun, giving our partner permission to have fun and to be goofy and to know that we're going to make mistakes, but if we can laugh it off, we're all the better. Mm -hmm. So that's one that's really important. Um, Another big pitfall I think is where we, you know, kind of take that intensity and and we claim to be a team and, and we're we, we pretend to be a team, but we lose sight of the fact that if you're keeping score, you're not a team. Ah. So anytime you're like, hey, I changed five diapers. So listen, not going to change another diaper until you change your five. Yeah, that's the essence of what well, it is. To oh, be a that's team. a good one. You're not a team if you're keeping score. Yeah. I like I, that. I'm guilty of that a lot. And I, I just feel like it's a tit for tat type of thing a lot of times. And Mm. it's something that has caused the most fights in our relationship. Like, I just feel like I've done so much and you need to do this. And he's like, but I've also been working like we're like, you know, and I'm like, but who's working harder. And I, 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 I put them to bed twice in a row. You need to No, I, but you know, it's just, it's like a, it, it creates a weird fight because we're not fighting about anything valid. We're, we're fighting about like who changed a diaper more or who put the kids to sleep. We shouldn't be arguing about that. And it actually creates a fight and it's strange. Um, and and I think it's really interesting that you use the word valid, right? Because I, you know, although it may not be quote unquote valid, I think what we are arguing for is validation, that validation and recognition of that's I'm working really hard here. Yeah. That's all we're wanting. Yeah. It's, it's, and I, you know, I'm at fault too, because my husband and I genuinely work equally as hard as one another. He is constantly working at his job. I am constantly working at my job, which is almost a full-time mom, you know, and the podcast. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's really, it's, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, we are, we are so tired that we fight about us having to do something or I want him to do it or he wants me to do it. Like that's what we're fighting about. And it's, and the kids feel it. Um, And sometimes I even get so sad because like we argue, we don't, we try not to do it in front of our kids ever, but it happens. And I'm like, no, no, you have to put Milo to bed because he's the harder one to put to bed. And no, you you did it. I did it last night. And then I look at Milo and he's like, are you kidding me? So that's like a really, it's a really tough one that we always argue about. It, it is a tough one. And it's interesting because had we spoken six months ago, pre-COVID, right? And, and we can kind of like, you know, talk through how COVID has impacted it. Yeah. But one of the things that I, I, I always used to say, right, that one of the biggest challenges we have in life, you know, one of the struggles of our generation is the pace of life. Because we are so far from that notion of you work from nine to five, you come home, you kick back, right? Someone can relax. It doesn't happen. Now it's, (laughs) go ahead, Jenna. Exactly. Like what my husband wants is to come home from work and like probably in his head, crack a beer, sit Uh on the couch and just like, or read the paper or just relax. If I saw him do that, I'd be like, what the Oh my gosh, seriously. And he like thinks he deserves it, which he does, but I do too. And then he, but he deserves it, but I do. And I'm not getting my feedback. And that's, that's like where it gets, that's where we fight a lot. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. And you're both right, right? Like you both have put in a hard, honest day's work. Everyone's exhausted. And it's like, who takes that second shift? 
And how do we navigate that? And it's hard because the pace of life was never so fast. Yeah. We've, I, you know, I feel in a way that COVID has helped us with this. Right. Because there's been such an awareness of what both of us do and how, you know, for three months when we had no help of just really figuring out a balance. And I, I had, I've said this a million times on this podcast, so I apologize to the listeners, but I, I had a conversation with him where I said, because you, even though you have a boss and like a job every day that you have to show up for, doesn't mean your time is more valuable than mine and like my mental health. And we worked out in a calendar, like an hour here in the morning or 45 minutes in the afternoon. And now, even though we've kind of gotten a little bit back into normal, because our youngest is in preschool and we have a nanny a couple of hours now, every day at five when he's off, I start cooking and he plays. And then we know that like, I'll do dishes. He starts bath and I take over the end of bath and then he'll take Bo to play a little bit and I'll stay with the baby. And we'd like, We've kind of fallen into this, but we used to bicker a lot when he would get home from work and he, he needed to kind of like have that decompression decompression. And I was like, Oh no, come on, come on. Like, let's, let's get to go. Help me with these kids. I've been alone. It's, it's, it's actually, I, it's weird to say that COVID has helped us, but I, I really, I'm realizing now it has. No. And I think you're right. You know, I think again, COVID to me has been this energy tank. And so for some, they saw, you know, things that were good get better or some struggles uh-huh. get better. And for some, it was like, it took struggles and it intensified them. Right. Um, you know, you're right that it was things that we had to figure out. Um, and it's interesting, you know, cause something that I'll recommend even is like, and whether you're working outside the home or you're working inside the home now because of COVID, we all need a transition period. Yes. But what's so hard. And I think where COVID was really hard for a lot of people, it's like, I know you're technically quote unquote at the office, but you're effing sitting right next to me. And the fact that you're listening to both kids cry and climb all over me and you're still pretending like you're at the office. I want it. Like I want to strangle you because you're not really there. And as much as we might pretend that you're working from nine to five, dude, come on. Yeah. Right. And so, but to take that and it's like, you know, so if you're in your COVID office or you're working outside the home, you know, obviously talk about it before, like let's negotiate this together but maybe stay an extra 20 minutes. Take that decompression time so that you're not underfoot and I'm not watching you decompress and relax. Yes. But then when you do come in, if you can hit the ground running and give me that 20 minute, half hour decompression, mm-hmm. and then we could all move into nighttime schedule and nighttime routine. Yes. And with COVID, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Take a shower. Yes. Change out of your work pajamas into your, you know, nighttime pajamas or whatever. Yes. That looks we, like. had, we had someone uh, earlier on in COVID um, talk to us about like energy shifting, like even yes. scents or anything of just like anything. that we, we don't have to like separate. We didn't yes. have to separate our day that we didn't right. realize how much we really needed. Right. We lost the normal ebb and flow of life. Yeah. And that's why for some, again, and like I'll have some clients and they're like, gosh, I thought we would be having like so much sex. Like it's COVID and we're home and this is great. And it's like, that's the last thing I want to do. Oh my God. 
<laughs> Jamie's like, I don't even, that didn't even compute. Uh, what? Clients who have kids said that? That's so weird. <laughs> How old are those kids? <laughs> yeah. Not all the ones with kids, right? Some actually it was, they were, they were single, um, you know, living together kind of vibe. But even so they're like, but it's the last thing I want. And again, it's that notion of like, well, we never said goodbye. We never had a chance right. to miss each other. We never kind of came back together. Yeah. It was like, you're right. We don't have, we don't have the things that like we normally have to help us cope with the shit we're dealing with in our yes. house all the time. Big like, time. We, don't, we don't have those releases. Right. And that's why I'm a believer, right? Every new baby and I guess now COVID. So COVID could be another, I don't know, stepchild, but mm-hmm. comes with two new best friends, creativity and flexibility. Mm-hmm. So just because we're limited and just because we don't have our old vices, which is often true postpartum, right? And definitely right. true COVID. Yep. So that doesn't yep. mean you're off the hook from dating and making time to be together physically and emotionally, you know, feeding that relationship. It just means you need to be more creative and more flexible. Yeah. And, sure. and again, I'll tell anyone, call me. Well, we'll brainstorm together. I'll give you date ideas, but you're not off the hook from dating. Right. We just have to, you know, how do, how do we come at it from a different place in our brain and a different perspective? I feel yeah. like you're a really fun therapist to have. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Thanks, ladies. Like, I, feel like, I feel like I would like have a session with you and then be like, let's go get a glass of wine. <laughs> and it's like, Absolutely. can we hang out? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, which is great because if you can feel comfortable and you can feel safe and there's that vibe of I, want, I would want to be your friend, then we're doing something right here. Yes, that's right. Totally. I, have a, I have a weird question. So in like thinking about some of my friends that like had babies at the beginning of COVID, there was a part of you that was like, that was almost like, what a perfect time because you kind of quarantine anyway. Is I mean, is that is that ignorant of me to say, or is or, I mean, because it's just, it just feels like this is a time where you kind of barely leave your house anyway, and you want to nest and and. I, I would have looked at it as a gift because I would have felt like I wasn't missing out on anything. Like, oh, everybody, you know, I would have felt like, I, feel I don't like know. Because it's not happening to you, I'm sure they would find some negatives in it. Like, <laughs> yes. my friends can't see me. My parents can't come visit Of course, me. of course. You're right. right. You're right. You. I agree with you. I didn't let anyone in my house for the first right. month because my kids were born in flu season. So like, right. this would have been great for me. But like, I've talked to some of my friends who did give birth and they're like, this is sad. Like, yeah. My parents haven't met my child and it's been four months. Right. Oh yeah. I, I see. That's what I mean. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, but I, but I agree with you, Jay. Like I, what a perfect time for me it would be. And like for bonding, especially yeah. and like you, you're busy with not having to worry about the outside world of COVID because you're so busy inside your house. Yeah. And distracted. Right. And that's, and that's interesting because I do, I, I saw a lot of FOMO disappear and a lot of struggles that people normally had around FOMO, mm. like they were just not issues. And like, that was really nice. I, I think for a lot of women who had like just had a baby and then went into COVID, right? Jamie very much connected what you're describing with like, Hey, I'm quarantining anyway. I'm postpartum anyway. There's no place I really want to go. Yes. For the ones who were giving birth early COVID, mm-hmm. there was so much trauma around how it impacted and changed their birth experience. Yes. And like, we didn't know, like, could a partner come? Could a doula come? Um, even for women who were home birthing, like the midwife was like, you know, for some, I was, they were afraid to come. And we, like, I, I think that that really created a lot of, again, really trauma. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And Jenna, like you were talking about, it was like, 
the support I thought I'd have. And now I'm telling my nanny or my doula not to come or family that couldn't come. Um, and, and it's interesting because at the end of the day, most of us don't like being told what to do. So the biggest of the, of the homebodies, if I choose to be a homebody and stay home, right. that's fine. Right. But you're now telling me I have to stay home. Yeah. yeah. Right now, all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm itching. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't take it. Yes. Well, um, that's, that's the whole issue with the masks and everything, right? For everybody. Right. I mean, you, people just don't want to be told what to do. And they're right. unfortunately not. I, the, the mask thing gets me more angry because I'm more than anything because I'm like, I just want to send my kid back to school. Can you, you just wear your mask? <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And, and it's interesting because if you think about how our brains work, there's so much about day to day that's autopilot. Like none of us get in the car yeah. now and we say, okay, hands on 12, hands on two, key in the ignition, press the button. Like we just autopilot it. Yes. And COVID brought us back to this place of like needing a lot of conscious mental energy because it's like, did I remember my mask? Do I have my Purell? Do I need gloves? Where, gloves? Where can I or can I not go? And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm exhausted before I ever get out that front door. Yeah. You know, that it's such a different experience, that COVID fatigue. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just draining. And even like when you talk about for some being home was easier. And I think that was a nice postpartum plus for some of my partners more available because they're working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I lost my train of thought. Totally forgot what I was going to say. No. Well, <laughs> do you do you did you have to work with a lot of? I can't. I we say it all the time. I can't imagine what this is like for a household with two full time jobs and right. like kids that are home. Right. Um. I mean, just the extra level of stress and all this, and and having kind of no end in sight and see possibly like wrapping your head around the fact that this could be a whole year of this, yeah. you know, I, you know, I read something today where it was like, people don't realize that parents right now are like, are struggling all day with like the thing, like it's, you're either sacrificing their mental or their physical health at like every moment, like, or, or you're racking your brain, like it's too much ad t- iPad time, but I need this or like, right. it's more intense than ever of just like the right or the wrong or the this or the that. And it's really hard for me at least to like get in a flow of like allowing right now, like what's right and what's wrong and, and how to do things for my kids because like you, you get annoyed with them and, and they're, 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 all over you all day, but at the same time, then you sit back and just feel bad for them that this is their life and you know that they're kids and they need to be around other kids. And it's just, and then if I had a full-time job on top of it right. that I needed to be present for every day, I, right. I, I don't know how I would do it. Right. And, and that's, and, and it's like COVID created this multitasking on steroids experience mm-hmm. because now every window is open 24 seven. Right. You know, and, and so I'm a big believer for women, you know, even when you're at work that, you know, having a kid to me is like having an app open in the background of your phone 24 seven, always yeah. taking a little bit of your memory, always slowing down the processor a little <laughs> bit, always, you know, just like it's, it's always there, right. which is not the same for men, by the way. Right. But so right. Like even if you go to work and it kind of fades to the background in COVID, it's like everything is upfront. And like you said, at every moment, it's like, what am I supposed to be doing? Are my kids being taken care of? And now you're multitasking 24 um, seven. And it's interesting because, you know, earlier on, it, it, towards the beginning of COVID, Harvard came, Harvard came out with an article 
that really talked about this idea that everyone on some level is experiencing loss. Yeah. And, oh, and they said, great article. That was great article. Article. Everyone right. was experiencing grieving. Yeah. And that's it. That feeling that you're experiencing, right, is grief. Yeah. And I could tell you, like with each of my kids, each one of them was impacted differently, but they lost something. Yeah. The, the oldest who was supposed to get his driver's license, that like mm-hmm. DMV just opened back up. The 14 year old whose eighth grade graduation was this hodgepodge of what it was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, the 12 year old whose bus mitzvah turned out to be a Zoom box mitzvah, because oh. that's all we can think about. Yeah. And then for the 10 year old who did experience, you know, his dad gets sick and be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yes. That really scared him, you know, in a way that was hard for him to process and understand. If you don't mind, Alyssa, you know, Elliot shared so beautifully with us and just so, just so honestly, like his whole journey with COVID, which was very scary. And, you know, I didn't know either of you, but because I had known Jenna was a patient and I had multiple friends. I mean, there was just like so many prayers and it was like the first person I'd known that knew someone that knew someone that, that, um, contracted the disease. Um, if you don't mind telling, I don't think we've really heard, you know, like really firsthand from, you know, a, a, a family and a mother with, with multiple children, what that was like for you. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it was so interesting. Um, you know, I'm not sure what Elliot shared, but like kind of how it went down. It was wild because we had just had a Jewish holiday mm-hmm. and it was going to be one of those very rare and few moments where the two of us were getting away by ourselves. And we went up to like, you know, Miramar and it was beautiful. Yeah. And that first night that we were there, we woke up to like this message really early on of my kids' schools were closing. Mm-hmm. And Elliot and I looked at each other and we said, we should go back, like not knowing how the kids were going to take it. Like, let's go back. And, you know, they were great. We came back and it was really that weekend that he started to not feel well. Um, and in the beginning, we really didn't think it was COVID because it was a lot of like a gastro type of symptoms. And, right. you know, Elliot had looked it up and he said, okay, that's not an indication of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And then seemingly like, and I, I was really busy as you could imagine, people were really struggling. So he had, we had closed the office already not feeling like it was safe for, you know, in-person contact. So he wasn't working, but I was working longer days than I had ever worked. And so he was kind of, you know, he had felt better and was manning the home and like, it did this like, you know, up and down kind of fluctuation. And then around Sunday, it really came on and hit hard. And in the beginning, he was, you know, just in his regular room and we'd bring him up stuff. And then as a couple of days progressed, he sequestered himself in this side room. And it was just such a mix of emotion of not knowing what to think and not knowing what was going on and still running and manning the fort the way we have to do. Yeah. And like you said, it was, it was me working full time. It was trying to balance the kids' Zoom schedules that were oh like, gosh. It, it, it was wild. And then wanting to like take care of him and he really like couldn't get out of bed. Oh, and then it was Thursday night. And or like Thursday late afternoon, and again worked a whole day and had a seven p.m. patient, and this it was that like a week after. This like, was like four days later. Four days later, yeah, Mo- yeah, Sunday, Monday, yeah, yeah, wow. like four or five days later, right? And and you know, so I had worked until like five, and then I had a patient that I was due to see at seven, and at six fifty, he texted me and he's like, "I'm done. I just need to go in," and I'm like, "Wait, what? Like, wait, so." 
And again, it was like just trying to wrap my mind around what that even meant. And it was insane. And so I brought him in and, you know, it was interesting. They were letting me stay with him. So I'm like, okay, who knows? Even though there are signs everywhere that says, you know, COVID people can't have visitors. Sure enough, when they took him in the back, you know, they were like, you know, you have to wait here. I'm like, no, there's no way I'm waiting in the waiting room of an emergency room during COVID. And so I'm like, hun, I'll be in the car. Call me when you're ready. Like, I'm so close. And was probably out there for like two, three hours. I don't think Elliot or I had any thought that they were going to be admitting him. Right. You know, and it was like a few hours in that he was like, like, honey, go home. Like, you, we live close enough to Cedars. I'll call you. And it's like, no, 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 I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. Like, in case he's like, no, 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 I, I really think it's going to be a while. And it was a few hours later that he called and said, they're admitting me. It's COVID. Wow. And it was like not knowing what to do with myself, like not knowing what that meant not knowing, you know, and again, like just not knowing. Did they say, did did you guys have instructions? Like, okay, now you guys need to quarantine from everyone. You know, like no one said like you guys need to take a test to see if you're negative or positive or. No, because it was still at the time. It was so early that unless you were symptomatic, no one was testing you. I mean, we took it on ourselves to self-quarantine because it felt like, like that was just like the common vibe, if you will. Yeah. Um, but, but no. And, you know, this was like Friday going into the Sabbath. And my only thought was like, okay, he's not going to be with us for Shabbos. And right. like, what's that going to be like for the kids? And kind of going over the top to make sure that they have what they need or whatever singing Elliot would have done and like keeping that going, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, it was just, it was, it was wild. Um, and then, you know, when we had spoken to him Friday morning, it sounded like his numbers were improving. So like all Shabbos, we're like, okay, this is going to be good. We're going to speak to him Saturday night and maybe he'll come home tomorrow, like not knowing what was what. And it was after, after the Sabbath ended Saturday night that we found out that they had moved him to the ICU. Wow. And it was like, okay, like not the direction we thought. Yeah. You know, and I had like mentors like, do you want to do a session? And I'm like, nope. I need to kind of stay the course. I need to just push forward, you know, and just keep going. Um, And it was interesting because a doula midwife that we're close with had found out and had reached out and she had asked, like, are you guys keeping it private? And it was like, no, not necessarily was my answer. And I turned around and all of a sudden it was flashed all over social media. Yeah. And like my 16 year old is like, "Uh, mom, how do people know that daddy's sick kind of vibe? I was like, oh, I don't know. But it really was such a blessing because I, mean, I, I remember I shared it and I must have gotten, I don't know, like 40 DMs of his patients that are friends of mine right. that shared it also. And it was just like, yeah. like, was like the power of prayer. Everyone was just like right. posting to pray. Right. When and he I- told us about that pivotal moment when that nurse. Yeah. Kind of made that call that he didn't need the ventilator. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. When he told me that, I I was like holding my breath. Yeah, seriously. And it's it's wild because, you know, especially because I I, I have a professional persona. I don't readily Mm -hmm. use Facebook for like personal stuff. Yeah. And, you know, but like you, like I couldn't think of another way to like send out those updates. Sure. And it was just everyone and. But it was so interesting. And again, like, like you said, it was like, I never had so many people respond and you never yeah. realized how many people on the other side yeah. and to hear how meaningful it was to him. It was like, 
couldn't even imagine the blessing that it was that it was posted out there in that way. Yeah, he told us that he was, I, I didn't think that he, someone would be able to have their phone and see. Yes. And I, I, I just, what a beautiful moment though. Uh, terribly unfortunate, but like beautiful to be able to like be there and see all of these people that care so much about you. It was wild. It's one of the gifts of social media. Yeah. I think. That's it. It really is. And, and it was interesting. That. Like every child took to it differently. The mm-hmm. oldest one took to okay. prayer. The second one just couldn't make enough get well signs and just kept sending them around the house to each of us to like, you know, write our little notes. And it didn't matter whether we can get them to him or not. Like, this is what she needed to do. Yeah. And and the younger two, you know, again, I I think it was just hard to take in. The 10-year-old was just scared. What does this mean? And because again, even COVID, it was like this thing that you just try to escape and avoid and it caught him. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, like he got it. Like now yes. what? Yeah, yes. you know? I still and- feel like I'm running from it. I feel, yeah. I still feel like I'm like I'm safe. I feel like it's a game of tag. I yeah, really absolutely. Yes. yes, absolutely. Oh well, thank you for sharing that with us, and I'm so glad that everything turned out well. And um, so Berlin Wellness Group, <laughs> yes, you guys offer. Um, chiropractic work, massage, acupuncture, um, individual and couples ca- counseling, craniosacral yeah. therapy, which I'm going to come in for, and pelvic floor stuff. Ah, uh, uh, we could do tandem like- pelvic floor, by the way. Yes. <laughs> you, I mean, you guys are, for, for those that live in the Los Angeles area, I mean, this is like a one-stop shop. Like, thank God. Yeah, and if you, what a so beautiful bad. practice. <laughs> and your and yes. and support doulas. Both of you. Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, you guys, like once you have a baby, you're postpartum for life. So Jenna, absolutely come back in. Oh, I Um, have. Oh, amazing. Oh yeah. We keep coming. I keep coming. My sister goes, like I know husbands who go to, who go to doctor. Yeah, for sure. And and if you guys will let me like, please, I want to send out the workshop to you guys, right? Yeah. The middle part is all about just relationships and how to keep the relationship strong and intact. Um, I know we went all over the place in this conversation, but we would love (laughs) to share that with our listeners because, um, I mean, I feel like we could devote like an entire month of podcasts to you and to all that you can cover and all the gifts that you could give. So we would love that information so we can share it on our Facebook page and, and put it out there. Absolutely. Well, first um, I want to send it to you guys, like you guys, you know, just to have it yourselves. Absolutely. But yeah, but it is, it's, you know, again, the timing was very fortuitous that we launched online as a self-paced teachable, do it at your own pace and your comfort of your own home as COVID was starting. Um, so yes, I'd love to be able to share that with, with your audience. And, and again, yes. you know, I work over Zoom and Skype and that's right. So you don't have to live in LA now to, to be a patient. <sighs> that's it, All right? right? We, One of those blessings from, from, from COVID. Like we navigated remote. <laughs> well, we're not going to let her go quite yet. Oh, yet. no. But remember, it's the Afterbirth Plan Workshop and Berlin Wellness Group. Um, we'll be right back, and we're going to make uh, Dr. Berlin share a shitty mommy. Shitty mommy. <laughs> well, Jenna, I can't think of anything worse than walking around with a dirty tushy. I mean, you know, it does happen even to us adults. If you forget to wipe some poop, it's a little, a little edgy, right? And everyone's got a butt. So everyone deserves the gift of Tushy. Tushy is a sleek bidet attachment that clips onto your existing toilet and sprays your butt completely clean with fresh water. 
Like yes. I said, it's called tushy and it's the best thing you could ever do for your tushy. And it saves you money on toilet paper. Think about it. You're just using a little paper to pat dry and that's it. Won't clog your toilet. It sprays your ass with fresh water. It is not toilet water. It connects to the water supply behind your toilet to spray your dirty butt. Exactly. You guys don't be scared of this. It's nothing to be scared of. Just spray your tushy for a clean tushy and your partners will thank you. Right, Jamie? Uh, so everyone will do it for yourself. Go to hellotushy.com slash mama and get 10% off your order and free shipping. Tell them again, Jenna, what do they do? Yeah, well, because it's only $79. So go to hellotushy.com slash mama to get 10% off your order and free shipping. Happy Tushy wife. <laughs> and now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. Um, just to give you reference, your husband shared a shitty daddy where okay. he said, I think baby, your first baby was maybe like two, three days old, was letting mommy rest and he was taking oh him for a walk in a stroller uh-huh. and oh, he didn't strap oh, the baby in and then went up to like lean the stroller back and the wrong way rolling yeah. down the driveway. Yeah, that one. Yes, yes. Okay. I do remember that, right? Those uh-huh. memories are not so long. Yeah. How do you pitch just one shitty moment? I feel like... I know. Everyone oh always gosh, says that. Right? <laughs> shitty mommy! Well, it's funny. I'll, I'll borrow from the 16-year-old, right? He still will recant stories when he was in third grade and he told me he wasn't feeling well and I sent him to school and lo and behold, he vomited. There you, you go. Know? And it was uh, like, come on, never- mom. A kid will never forget that. No. Seriously. I'm like, at 16, I'm like, I think the statute of limitation, I'm like, it's up. Let it go. Right? How many times did I let you stay home? Come on. It's also so unfair because you're like, but you lied so many other times. That was the one time it didn't work in your favor. Seriously, right. But I'm like, at 16, dude, it's time. Let it go. Yes, totally. But that, that was a total shitty moment because like you said, like to get that call, well, Again? yeah, it's oh. not even from the kid. It's like, oh, now you look bad for the school, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Right, or that poor kid and how embarrassing it is to barf in public, you know? It and like embarrassing to barf <sighs> at school. I did it once. It you did. did in the third grade. Oh. What yeah. Okay, so you know, <laughs> moms, if you're listening, third grade, if they say they have to vomit, keep them home. Keep them <laughs> that, home. That's the message. Keep them home if they're nauseous. That's a great lesson. Uh, well, um, Dr. Berlin, thank you so much. Again, like I feel, I feel bad if we were all over the place, but it just everything you said just would take a tandem road, and it's yeah. just so you're a wealth of all the goodness, and we're so grateful to you for being on the show. Um, and we're gonna leave you with a mama said. Remember, mama said it's not about how much you do, but how much love you put into what you do that counts. Perfect. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakewell. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are OxyClean. Go to OxyClean.com slash try me to get your free odor blaster samples while supplies last. Each and every. Go to eachandevery.com slash mama and use code mama for 30% off your first purchase. Tushy. Go to hellotushy.com slash mama for 10% off and free shipping. Express. Text mama to 397-737 to receive $25 off your purchase. Indeed. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash podcast.
And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Bye-bye. Hi, guys. I'm Max Dubrow, and I'm so excited to be hosting a new podcast called I'll Give It to You Straight-ish. Some things you can look forward to hearing on the show are conversations about coming out as bi, the LGBTQ plus community, and growing up in the age of technology. You'll also get to know my whole life story and all the drama, don't worry, including growing up on The Real Housewives and having to deal with severe social anxiety on the daily. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts.